Welcome to the eSuccess Methods Podcast with Jacob and Aaron, your weekly dose of tips and tricks to achieve excellent performance in your business and career. Join us as we explore deeper into the practical worlds of Lean, Six Sigma, project management, and design thinking. In this episode number 174, CX for Job Seekers, Part 2, we say again, tally no to promote a good customer experience for job seekers in order to land the best candidates. If you're just tuning in for the first time, find all our back episodes on our podcast table of contents at esuccess-methods.com. If you like this episode, be sure to click the like link in the show notes. It's easy. Just tap our logo, click, and you're done. Tap, click, done. Here we go. That's right. He's got somebody else's tallyo forms to fill out. Yep. Okay. So that's if they are unemployed. Okay. Let's say they're employed, but they're looking, or they're or at least curious. They're actively looking. Mm-hmm. So... Anthony starts off neutral, but ends very negatively. And by the end of the process, he's not sure he even wants a job. He's still going through the same journey. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's like, okay, it's okay, it's okay. He's like, oh, geez, it's just too much. You know, I, I have a job. Uh, this this other thing that I'm looking at isn't looking like it's going to be it. He's, he's not really going to give any feedback. And then he's not sure that uh, after he gets to the end of it, it's like, man, if they call me, Kind of like what you said. I'm not sure I really want to work for this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gerald, uh, a little bit different. He starts off skeptical because he actually is quite loyal. He feels a little bit guilty for looking. He has relatively neutral, somewhat positive experience for most of the journey, but gets uncomfortable with the questions when he believes that they are asking too much. When they are going too deep, they're getting a little bit too personal. He doesn't want to share that much. And it starts to make him feel a little bit guilty and disloyal. He begrudgingly completes a feedback survey, hoping it will help someone else in the future. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, so I'll say more. No, I was just saying, I don't know if Jezreel's going to still fill the feedback survey, but maybe he will. He's a, he's, he's a high C, high S. Yeah, but, you know, that's assuming. Yeah, it depends on his personality, I would say. I don't know if, uh, I don't always fill the survey, and I've been a C and S for a while. It's more... <laughs> Depends on my mood, I guess. Right. In this case, he's hoping it will help somebody. That's true. He's a helper. He's a nice guy. He's a giver. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, any other comments on uh, employed but looking? No, it seems about okay. Yeah. And that's mostly the situation you and me and my friend uh, have been in. Is You have something. You're not desperate. And you can afford to be a little bit choosier based off of what it is that you're looking at. And you don't feel as bad about bailing out on this journey. Yep. So so in, the, in this last scenario, Anthony and Gerald, if employed, they're both employed, but they're being recruited, meaning somebody contacted them. And told them, fill this form, you're in the run. Oh, this is great. I think you're going to be great. All you got to do is go through this process and then call me when you're done with that and I'll make sure I get it in front of the hiring manager, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So they weren't even looking for work. They were sold the job, essentially. Yep. Uh, Anthony starts off positive, really sold on the opportunity. He's like, oh, wow, you know, it feels really good to be wanted. He turns neutral through some of the typical questions like uh, the the resume and adding your experience adding your experience that's already on the resume and that's kind of part of the frustration that people have it's like wait a minute this is already on the resume why do i need to fill it out twice it turns negative when he starts to answer these parts of the questions he gets frustrated with the process ultimately he abandons the journey and does not finish the application Hmm. 
And then Gerald starts off neutral but cautious because he is loyal, but he did have a nice conversation and felt a little bit good about being wanted. He continues on the journey. He follows it all the way through, but he's less sure about completing it. He really only completes the application because he told the recruiter he would. But he doesn't really feel good about it. And <laughs> uh, feeding up, filling out the survey is more than he agreed to do, so he does not do so. Wow. So you would think that now these are fictitional, fictitious, or however you want to however you want to word it. Mm-hmm. These are fictitious scenarios based off of my bias of what some folks like that would be in those types of situations. So I guess really I'm reflecting what I would be doing in that situation. What type of person would you want to be hiring if you were a hiring manager, say for a project management role or something like that? I'm guessing the middle person, which is if Anthony or Gerald is employed, but you know they're kind of looking on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my take essentially is that if you have a difficult hiring, or not hiring process, but a different application process in itself, the people who are going stick, to stick through that are not necessarily your A players. They're not necessarily the ones who, they're not necessarily the ones you want to hire. They're the ones who are desperate and willing to go through the pain of that. And, and some, at some level, I think there's a benefit there because you get somebody who really wants to work there. But at some other level, you you get in somebody who just needs to work. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of the danger. Yeah, no, I totally would agree. It all comes down to, I mean, you know, in many cases I've seen the last process or the last scenario which you put out where they're being recruited. Mm. I've seen areas where people who have been recruited have been able to skip through a lot of these hoops. Okay. And I don't know if that's common practice everywhere, but... You know, if somebody was recruited, they didn't even have to maybe fill the application form. Hmm. It made its way to the hiring manager somehow, mm-hmm. and the hiring manager or somebody, even maybe the recruiting team, filled the form for that person. I don't know. Maybe this is me making assumptions, but um, I'm guessing there are people who've been able to skip the line in some form or fashion because they knew somebody who knew somebody. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the resume would certainly skip the line. And if the hiring manager is interested, they say, okay, now go through the process, mm-hmm. right? And do your best yeah. to make it through the end. Yeah, and, and it, it, it's more for, we need a system of records, so just put something in there so we know that we have it in there. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's any more, I don't know if they would have to go, to the, go through the details of all these things to get there, or maybe they do. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends on the organization at that point. Now, I had many years ago gone through, what was it? Now It's now Medtronic. It used to be, oh. I'm not even sure what they were before. I've, heard, I've known them as Medtronic for a long time. Well, Medtronic bought them. I can't believe I forgot. Anyway, they had this, it was very complicated, and I got to the end, and I still was like, did it work? I, mm. I don't. I don't know if it worked. Yeah. It was so complex. Am I done? Did I? Did it submit, mm-hmm. or did it just save a draft? <laughs> what happened here? Yep, yep, yep. And I'll just say, I never got a call back, so it must have just saved a draft, or it must have got lost somewhere. <laughs> it must have got lost. So, what about you? What are some of your negative experiences in in going through these job applications, positive or negative? What have been the best? What have been the ones that you've bailed out on? 
I mean, the the best ones have been the ones where it's pretty simple, right? I upload my resume. They ask me two or three qualification questions, and then they are like, okay, uh, this is perfect. Uh, you know, they, I get a confirmation or, you know, the voluntary information is there and then it's a confirmation at the end of it saying you're mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some of them with, with LinkedIn coming into play, some of them just need just my LinkedIn profile itself. Uh, yes. That's been always a nice one. That's been interesting. The challenging ones are the ones where they have a million questions, the same questions asked in 10 different ways. I have to, you know, the, the automatic reader uh, that is a part of the system doesn't necessarily read everything in the right order. So now not only am I typing it in, I have to first delete what's in that row and then retype mm-hmm. everything over. So those are annoying. Right. And then, you know, some of them besides asking for your resume, they also want scenarios or explanations on what you've done, when you've done and ask for the 10 different uh, references or crazy things like that at that, by that point, I think mm-hmm. there were two of those where uh, I've just totally just skipped out. I think the the easiest one, and I don't know if I'll get any uh, calls from them ever, but the easiest job application has been for me, Google. Really? Google's job application is probably the simplest one. Okay. Send us send us your resume. That's it. So it goes to an email, or you just upload it? You upload it on their website, Google Careers, and they basically show you the status of it also, whether mm. you're online or not. I mean, whether you're still on track or not. Right. Best. You are listening to E6S Methods Podcast, brought to you by E6S Industries. Join us on our website at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. Hey, Jacob, you remember when you used to work for me? Sure. Do you happen to remember how much money you were making back then? Yeah, I do. Yeah? And yeah. how much more you're making right now? I can do the math. And uh, how about that development plan that you and I put together during that time? Definitely give me some perspective and give me some direction on what I need to focus on. I found that useful. So far, I have a 100% promotion success rate for those people who are willing to work hard and were willing to work with me to create a customized career development plan, the E6S Pro Career Program. Three different levels, promotion and pathfinding level, which is career planning, customized improvement plans, resume refinement, and interview preparation. The next level down is targeted for those people who are they're just looking to prepare for their next move. And because it really does pain me to see unemployed professionals, I am offering a level called Help Quick, a free one-time resume review and revision for those who are unemployed and in the Lean Six Sigma quality, engineering, project management, or science fields. So for anybody who wants more details and information, these can be found at www.e6s-methods.com slash career. And if you're serious about career advancement, contact me through the website. You'll be glad you did. I can watch for that. So that models my experience as well. Um, one way to speed up that process is uh, for those forms that you allow to link up to your LinkedIn account, and it pulls that information a whole lot better than it pulls from your resume. Mm-hmm. So that speeds up that process quite a bit. And part of that is how my resume is formatted. Sometimes it, it thinks... Uh, you know, the same job with a different job within the same company is is like moving companies, and the I I can blame it on how I have my resume formatted, yep. but my resume is formatted for the reader, not for the automated form reader. reader you know exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but on the other hand, the best experience I have are those jobs that. You just upload upload your resume, 
you get a phone call, and then when they decide we're going to hire you, please go and complete the rest of the application. That's yeah. what happened for me to get in my current role. I was amazed. I was like, wow. This actually works. <laughs> this this application experience was great. So much different than any other company. And then when I got the offer, the, uh, they said, okay, now you got to do the rest. Now I was like, oh, I see. This is how they do it. They, mm-hmm. <laughs> they but, but, but how great is that? They got you in. They gave you the incentive. And now you actually have a reason to go Google and fill film. out the rest. Yep. Whereas the rest of it is like, why am I doing this? I don't know if I want to work for you. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I get that. So so I have abandoned. I've actually sent scathing emails or scathing messages to places to say, hey, my time is valuable too. I mean, look at all this, all this stuff that you're asking me for. I'm pretty sure none of you need it. And I mm-hmm. certainly, I'm not even comfortable sharing it. I don't want to share with you my salary history. That's none of your business. As a matter of fact, a lot of states are making that illegal to ask now. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but there's two. There's two that are making that illegal to ask at this point. And uh, I can tell you what my desired salary is, but how about we just get into a room and we discuss it when that time comes? It it shouldn't be part of the screening criteria, in my opinion. Well, I I think it's about saving time for both parties, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's the difference. So, rather than asking me what is my what is my status i would rather you say this is the budgeted range for this particular role let us know if you're interested or not right like, i would appreciate job postings which are very upfront about it this is our range right but the problem with posting a range is everybody's going when, when you negotiate everybody's going to expect the upper end and i and i and i understand that and i'm guessing that's why most people don't want to publish that mhm I would I would be happy if people do the right thing, you know. Yeah, no that would make that would make the conversation go a lot smoother. I have gone on interviews and been offered jobs that were 20,000 less than I currently make. I'm like, "What do you, I I just I just told you what I made and you offered mm-hmm. me a job and, and I it was early in my career. I actually literally laughed at the woman when we were talking on a phone. She's like, "What's so funny?" Like you just offered me twenty thousand less than I already make. She's like, "Oh, I thought you said this." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. So you still wanted to undercut me by ten grand?" I was like, "Come mm-hmm. on, what are you doing?" But but again, you know, I mean, this that exactly begs the question. So I filled all these things in the form. Have you even used it, or have you even read it? Right. Or do you even have access to all the things I'm filling in? Mm-hmm. Which you know, the more I was looking into it. Hiring managers sometimes don't get all those pieces of information. <laughs> no. So, uh, and 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 that, that's even inter- more interesting to me. Me as a hiring manager, it, I've I just want to see the resume. Mm-hmm. I don't even care about a cover letter. I, it I'll, I'll work through that stuff later. I'm I'm I, I want to see your resume. Yeah, that's that, that's my first check, right? More yep. than the cover letter. Yeah, totally. What have you used the cover letter for? Has that helped you for anything? Me? Yeah. Uh, maybe just highlighting like, you know, standout key things in my current role or where my background kind of summarizing it. Like, you know, the LinkedIn summary section, mm-hmm. I kind of have that maybe as a part of my cover letter. Well, I guess uh, you as a as a hiring manager. Oh, no, what? I don't use it at all. I don't. That's think what I, I mean. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's nice maybe just to see, you know, hey, you make me sound good or you make my company sound great. And, uh, you know, 
I just want to see how desperate you are. So mm-hmm. if you're a good talker, chances are that shows well on the cover letter. But otherwise, no, I don't use it much. Right. So there was one company where I was actually really surprised at how bureaucratic it was because it was a small company and the, all the all the fields were required, which really pisses me off. If you, if you make you know all these salary and stuff field required, you're asking mm-hmm. for my friend's phone numbers and all that is required. I'm like, you know, somebody wasn't really paying much attention to this form when they they should have turned off all these features essentially because it was like a it's like what a uh, maybe a thirty or fifty million maybe a hundred million dollar company, pretty small. And I happen to know the president, and the HR process was ridiculous, and that that gave me an impression about how easy or hard it was going to be to be leading continuous improvement in such a company. Mm. It's too much bureaucracy for a company that small. Yep. And what did it end up as? Uh, did you even get a call? I did get a call. I did get a call. That's nice. But. I didn't get an interview. <laughs> oh, well. That's a start. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, my friend. My friend. I got it. Yeah, my friend didn't get the interview. All right. So that's essentially it. Customer experience for job seekers. If you're in HR and you're doing an application process, consider your applicant to be the customer of that process, or at least a key stakeholder and consider their experience. If you want them to make it all the way through the end of that journey, think about what it's like to go through that journey, Mm -hmm. fill out an application yourself. I mean, how many people, maybe we're not doing that. Maybe that's part of the problem. Nobody's trying to go through the process and realize how ridiculously wasteful it is as far as another person's time or frustrating. But you'd, you'd be surprised. Like, you know, again, the person who sets the system up, unless that person is thinking from that individual, from the applicant's perspective, they are never going to do it right. Because I can tell you right now, if you pull an HR person or recruiter in this room or in this conversation, they'll say, well, we need all that piece of information. Otherwise, how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to do that? Or how am I going to do this? So in their eyes, they need it. Mm -hmm. Until you are able to explain it to them or until, until they eventually at some point in their life go through that process, they're never going to recognize whether what they've been asking all this while is helpful or not. So is there any any hope in the future? I, I know some companies are trying to go toward like one push app sort of applications uh, in this area or some things like that. Yeah, have you seen anything on the horizon? I haven't seen anything like that. I think our for our company, I think the application process has been streamlined a lot specifically after this. We don't we went through a company called or our HR management software went through something called as Workday. I don't know if you've heard of that company. No. Um, because of us doing the a proper project around it, we were very conscious on how many steps we created for somebody to apply something. So I think from that aspect we've done a decent job. So you actually did work on this part of the process for yeah. a project? Yeah. So what would you say the before and after looked like as far as, I don't know, uh, uh, so, retention or time or, or time to get through the process? Uh, I don't think all those changed as much. I think what was happening was um, the whole user experience itself was pathetic because we were trying to go through one site to have them fill something over there. And then for certain pieces of information, they would get a different UI in a different place. 
And then in many cases, I think because of how mishapped it looked, I don't know if we had metrics for it, but we had some sort of a an issue which prevented us from getting all the resumes or all the details that we even need, all the basic information that we needed. Mm-hmm. So kind of it was more of a cleanup activity from there. Um, where our jobs were posted, the whole posting process for our HR person alone was a, a pain in the ass because the other issues which we had was there was no clear job description standards that we had. So more from a recruiter uh, hiring manager perspective, we fixed a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. From an applicant's perspective, we made sure that it was pretty simple. So I think overall, our application process, even previously, was not that bad. But um, the other factors came into play, which is what I think where we made the bigger improvement. Now, you went through that uh, application process that you ended up fixing, right? Yep. And it was obviously one that you could withstand. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So it couldn't have been that bad because I happen to know you had a decent job at that time. Relatively decent, yes. (laughs) So, but um, as far as fallout rate of candidates or the quality of candidates coming through, any noticeable difference around there? I I don't think so. No. I don't think that changed much. Well, that's the benefit of uh, a down economy. You don't, you have the benefit of being not perfect, but still getting getting uh, some people through. But you know what? You, like you said, it, it wasn't an intolerable experience. Uh, and I've definitely had some intolerable experiences like, well, you know what? This job doesn't sound that great. I'd rather go watch TV. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've never said so. watch TV, but sure. I'd rather do, look for another job. Right. All right. You got anything else to add, Jacob? Nope. That's about it. All right. So I encourage everybody to take a look at the customer journey maps. And oh, by the way, I do have the journey map template for sale. Uh, you can take a look in the on the products page. And if you are interested in doing your own journey maps, you can use this template. Check out how I used it. And then you can check out and decide whether or not you want to purchase it. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much, Jacob. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to episode 174 of the eSuccess Methods podcast. Don't forget to click like or dislike for this episode in the show notes. Tap click done. If you have a question, comment, or advice, leave a note in the comments section or contact us directly. Feel free to email me, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at eSuccess-Methods.com or on our website. We reply to all messages. If you heard something you like, then clamor and share it. Didn't like what you heard? Join our LinkedIn group and tell us why. Don't forget you can find notes and graphics for all shows and more at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. If you're not climbing up, you're falling down.